Today is November 13th, 2020. This is episode 78 of Back to Normal. So let's get started. Now, today I want to talk about some news that came about this week uh, up here in Canada, at least. I'm, I'm sure it was the same in the States because it's, uh, it's an American company. But uh, talk about the Pfizer vaccine, uh, which had some very promising results posted. Uh, what was it, Monday or Tuesday? I forget. Um, so we've been following this. I mean, people who, who are interested in these things have been following this vaccine development for quite a while. Um, it's, it's definitely not an ideal vaccine candidate overall, but I think that um, we're all willing to take like take its lumps along with what it will offer, which is kind of freedom from the pandemic. Um, honestly, potentially the end of this show, because if we get a vaccine uh, and I have to go back into the office or at least maybe not the end of the show, but less frequent than every day, because if I have to go back into the office, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to record this in the morning and um, things will be back to normal. If I'm back in the office, things will be back to normal and this show will no longer be necessary. Um, so a few things about the Pfizer vaccine. So um, we've heard now that it, you will need two doses. So there's kind of a booster. I don't know if it's, I think it's like two or three weeks after the original dose. Um, the Pfizer vaccine needs to be extremely cold in storage. It's something like it needs to be stored at something like minus 80 almost um, in order to be really, really effective. Now, I forget if that's Fahrenheit or Celsius. It doesn't really matter because it's really, really cold anyways. And, and it's close enough to minus 40 that um, the difference is like <laughs> it's way below any normal temperature. It's going to need like extra cold, super cold storage um, in comparison to something like um, a normal vaccine, which just like needs refrigeration, just like minus four or something. And production is likely to be limited to start so that with something like the flu vaccine, which comes out every year and we've been doing it for a long time. And the only real change, the only real difference every year is that the vaccine is a slightly different um, cover, slightly different strains. This is a brand new vaccine for something that everybody is susceptible to minus the what is it now? 20 million people. I've, I literally have stopped paying attention to how many people have gotten this in the world for the last few months. I, I was not kidding. When um, I said in that episode about a month ago that I've stopped paying attention to numbers, I've literally stopped paying attention to numbers. I don't know how many people we have, but out of the 7 billion people on, the, in, on Earth, many, many, many billions of them are still susceptible. So um, we're going to need a lot of doses if we're going to stamp out this pandemic. Um, so it's likely to be limited. Canada has ordered a bunch of doses of vaccines, multiple vaccines, as soon as they are ready. And I think like covering their bases. Um, I suspect that these contracts that the, the Canada has signed are contingent on the availability of those. So it's not like we're paying up front for, for these vaccines. We might, there might be some kind of small deposit or something. Uh, and when I say small, I mean like multiple, several million dollars. But <clears throat> it's not like we're paying for all of these doses of vaccine unless they're available. So I think Canada has something like 80 million vaccine um, doses from various vaccine manufacturers lined up. Um, but this is going to be limited to start. Obviously, they're not going to be able to pump out billions of vax of vaccine doses or like because there's seven million people seven billion people on earth um two doses of this vaccine means 14 billion doses um we're probably only going to see maybe millions in the first few months uh it really depends how quickly they can ramp up production um but i did notice that i think it was galveston texas is starting to actually is getting an actual it's not even like a clinical trial it's like a test trial um of the vaccine and so i'm i'm really interested to see how they're able to do this if if they if they've able been able to show that the vaccine is safe and effective 
whether we can get emergency approval through uh, Health Canada. I think it was FDA that got um, that has given like I don't know what it is, some kind of very minimal early approval to to continue testing. Um, so what I want to say with the vaccine around the corner, potentially, like I think they're talking about April at, at the earliest when we really start seeing people getting it in, in big numbers, assuming nothing else goes wrong with it and all that stuff. It would be really, really great if just Canadians, people in Ontario and Ottawa could just go back to behaving for a while, because I, I honestly feel like we were so during the first lockdown, we were so good from like March until June. We were so good and like other than Quebec, controlled the spread really well. And it seemed like it was because, okay, if we do this for a few months, it'll go away and we go back, go back to normal. And then it didn't. In June, they started taking restrictions off and then numbers kind of started to stay low, but then really didn't. And especially when schools came back, they really, really didn't. Because um, I think a lot of people think, okay, well, if restaurants are open and schools are open and gyms are open, like my life is normal now. Uh, like, no, it's not. It's, you don't, it's not normal. Um, I'm really hoping that we can go back to that early March or mid-March, I guess, early April sentiment um, where we can all band together and, and put our lives on hold again for a few months. Like our family has literally been doing since March. The, the most we've done, period, that, it, that would be considered normal is like going to a grocery, uh, not a grocery store. We haven't gone to a grocery store since March. Going to um, like, for example, we went to Canadian Tire uh yesterday two days ago now um to look at christmas decorations to get some christmas decorations and i wouldn't call it remotely normal first of all we're all wearing masks we're like i mean i like to avoid people in stores i don't like to walk right like right past people inside their bubble um but like even more so just avoiding people at all costs in any way possible um, if we could all just take that stance and say okay like no parties no giant family gatherings um, you know, sticking to your bubble um, for a few months uh, leading up to this vaccine and we could all get it without thousands or tens of thousands of us being sick. Um, we can just like in Canada, if we're all or almost all vaccinated and there's not that big of case numbers, we can pretty much go back to normal, it seems like, within a few weeks of that. So maybe since it's winter, we could all just kind of hibernate, hunker down. That would be so great. Um, I don't think that will happen, but I am holding out hope that that could happen. Um, another thing here with the vaccine around the corner, this Pfizer vaccine around the corner, is that um, there are going to be several different vaccines that do work in different, slightly different ways, but will probably give coverage um, for the virus. And this is the same thing that happens with the flu. We get lots of different, we get, there's like four different flu vaccine options that um, we were presented with um, on our little vaccination form for the flu to this year. And you just like select the one that you actually got. <clears throat> the so a company called Moderna is also producing a vaccine, and that seems promising as well. And the nice thing about the Moderna vaccine is that it is probably going to be a lot easier to get to, especially rural places and other countries, um, other than the U.S. where it's being produced, because it doesn't need to be cooled with nitrogen. It's one of those fridge stable ones. It's um, yeah, it's just a little more stable, and presumably over time, especially. Um, if they're able to produce that at volume and they are able to get all the approvals and all that stuff, that it will overtake production of the Pfizer vaccine because it has such strict temperature requirements to be stable. Um, yeah, I'm not putting too much hope in the Sputnik vaccine, the, the Russian development one yet, 
because it seems like, and maybe this is just misinformation, but it seems like um, they are touting its effectiveness more than clinical results are actually suggesting. But I'm I'm not too worried about that because I don't think Canada has put in orders for that vaccine, so I'm not sure. Um, obviously, it's great if it works. I've just I've I've been given reason to to hesitate to think that it's that it's a perfect vaccine, and so maybe. Um, Maybe there'll be issues with it. Maybe it'll work. Who knows? But it's not probably not coming to Canada anytime soon, if at all. Um, so for me, when I this is the moment that things kind of felt different for me since they have in I'm going to say January, because even in February, I was really on edge about this virus. Um, but I really felt different this this past week because Justin Trudeau started talking about about the vaccine coming and things hopefully getting back to normal. And I literally, my heart did this little like somersault when he said that. And I thought just about the most mundane things like hugging your friends, um, going to like a grocery store and just chatting with people like idle chat with a cashier, all this stuff that seemed so normal that you really took for granted. And I just, I got a little bit kind of happy just existentially about life for a little and it's not to say that my life hasn't been happy at home um not at all because we have a son like my two and a half year old is so cute and so fun right now um it's more just that it's more just that you uh, there's like this strong desire for things to be normal and for things to have a pattern and right now the pattern of what our life is is so limited in the number of things you can do that it's so repetitive that um, you just long for something like for what normal used to be and, and rather than what normal is now because it's so limited. And so I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to vaccine and to ending this thing and hoping that just honestly, more than anything, I hope that we have learned something because with globalization being the way it is, with air travel being the way it is, with um, infringing on wildlife habitats being the way it is right now, uh, every, all research indicates that this is kind of it's not going to be the pandemic that defines our generation. It's going to be one of the virus outbreaks that defines our generation. And there, there's probably going to be more and that we should be prepared for that. And so one of the things that I really hope comes out of this is that um, we'll all have masks available. We'll all have um, this knowledge that we've gotten in 2020 for how to deal with being sick and trying to contain outbreaks. And I really hope, I just hope that once, once we have a vaccine candidate out, once everyone has gotten it, um, once the case numbers start to drop because so many people are immune uh, due to antibodies, that we can, as a society, protect one another by, for example, wearing a mask when you're sick in public. Um, like, I'm not saying if you if you're at work sitting at your desk, you have to wear a mask if you have like the sniffles. But if you're on the bus or on the train or at the grocery store or like even walking around on the street, just like if you're sick, wear a mask. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem nearly as weird as it did like 20 winter 2019. If I was sick and asked to wear a mask like I wouldn't have like in December, January, I wouldn't have. It would have been so weird. and I didn't even own a mask. But now it suddenly doesn't seem so weird. And so hopefully that's one of the kinds of lessons that we can learn from this. Um, yeah, I that that's my biggest hope. And so to wrap this episode up, um, I am hoping a little bit selfishly that our family would be able to get um, 
more immediate access to a vaccine, like priority access to a vaccine, just because like, obviously, I think we need it less because we have been one of the one of the families that's been able to cope and mostly just literally stay home um, during this. We don't we're not essential workers. We're not we're not um, really in a rush to get outside in comparison to other people who need it for their livelihood. Um, but with our many conditions, so asthma, cystic fibrosis, um, like just infancy in general, um, I'm hoping that we're able to be one of those groups that qualifies for kind of the earliest possible um, vaccine. Um, we, my, I am a patient at the CF clinic in Ottawa, and so I'm really hoping that through that clinic, we're they're able to organize some kind of um, ability to get us vaccines relatively quickly. But I honestly don't know how they're going to do things. I don't know if it's just going to be by, by appointment, um, if they're just going to do clinics in the same way that they're doing them with the flu vaccine now with Ottawa Public Health here. Um, but any honestly, any way that they do it is going to be great. And I'm just hoping that, that there's no kind of anti, anti-vax talk and large group of people that doesn't want to take the vaccine because that's like that's just one of the scariest thoughts. I'm hoping that in Canada, we're able to avoid some of that the more severe and destructive disinformation and and um, just all kind of be happy with with the vaccine and and getting things back to normal. So I'm going to end it there for today. I want to thank you all very much for listening. And I hope that you're as hopeful as I am. Um, Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.